Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We are a church with open hearts, open minds, and open doors who are making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And we do that by offering our sermons for you online. And so we hope you enjoy listening to today's sermon. The scripture reading for today comes from Jeremiah chapter 18, and I'm going to actually read verses 1 through 11. Listen to these words. Jeremiah received the Lord's word. Go down to the potter's house, and I'll give you instructions about what to do there. So I went down to the potter's house. He was working on the potter's wheel. But the piece he was making was flawed while still in his hands. So the potter started on another, as it seemed best to him. Then the Lord's word came to me. House of Israel, I can't deal with you like this potter, declares the Lord. Like clay in the potter's hands, so are you in mine, house of Israel. At any time I may announce that I will dig up, pull you down, and destroy a nation or kingdom. But if a nation I warn turns from its evil, then I relent and not carry out the harm I intend for it. At the same time, I may announce that I will build and plan a nation or a kingdom. But if the nation displeases and disobeys me, then I'll relent and not carry out the good I intended for it. Now say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says. I am a potter preparing disaster for you. I am working out a plan against you. So each one of you, turn from your evil ways, reform your ways and your actions. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Have you ever needed a do-over? So I'm the middle child, and I was the king of do-overs. See, in my house, we would play basketball in our backyard, and, and my brother was eight years older than me, and we would go play basketball, it seemed like any time I was close to winning, we'd have a do-over. And we'd have to start the game all over again. And any time i get closer to winning, my brother would say, oh, do-over, got to start over again. And the game would start over, and then I would eventually lose. I never could seem to beat my brother because of the do-over. The do-over is a part of life. And, and like Shanna said, you know, sometimes when we're playing card games, it's easy to hit do-over. And to not play that card, but to pull it back. And, and I play video games, and one of the greatest things that Nintendo had was the reset button. Because when things weren't going well in Super Mario, hitting reset was one of the greatest things you could ever do. Sometimes we need a do-over. A Southern Baptist preacher, Don Bolden, tells this story about a study he did with a group of people of 95 years and older. They were some adults sitting in a classroom, and he asked, if you had to do your life over again, what would you do differently? Their response fell in these three major categories. The first was reflect more. Spend more time considering who you are, what you're here for, what God is calling you to become, what makes life worth living, fulfilling, family and faith, both which require hefty dose of forgiveness. Reflect more. The second thing that they kind of commonly said is, take more risk. Life is very short. Take some risks to accomplish more. Don't be afraid of failures or mistakes. Why climb out on limbs? Because that's where the fruit is. 
No limb climbing means no fruit picking. So take more risk. The third thing they said is do more things that will last forever. Invest in eternity. Make this world a better place because you have lived here. Now these things that, that, that this author had said kind of make sense. Because as we look back on our lives, there's going to be those moments where we would love to have do-overs. There's going to be those moments where we wish we would have taken a little bit more time before making that decision. There's going to be those instances where we wish, man, we would have wished we would have taken that risk and maybe have taken that job or, or done that thing that God was calling us to do. And maybe there are those things that we know that had we invested a little bit more time and energy, it would have made a difference in our community and world. Those three things I think are important, but sometimes we do need a do-over. We've all needed them at some point or another. We, we don't live a life without needing a do-over or a restart or a reset, because that's how our lives work. We're, we're constantly living them out, and sometimes, and I think of a potter, and this is why Jeremiah's verse is so key for us today, is that sometimes we need to go back down to the basics, go down to the lump of coal and restart and be reformed and reshaped into what God is calling us to do. And sometimes that requires a do-over. When I was in college, I took pottery. I thought it'd be the easiest class in the world. It was one of the hardest classes that I took through my uh, undergrad and seminary work. I would not do pottery again because it was so hard because you were graded on how good your stuff looked. And let me tell you, I don't have the patience or the, the just patience to handle pottery. Pottery takes patience. It takes time to shape and mold your pieces and to build them in what you want them to be. One of my good friends and, and retired pastor, George Gilland, is, is a potter, and that's what he's doing in his retirement. And when I worked for George, George would invite us out to Marlowe, and he would show us how to do pottery, and, and, and I would watch him do this, like, oh, I could do that. So I signed up for the class thinking, this will be the easiest A I've ever earned. It was not. And let's just say I don't own, I think I have maybe one or two things that I ever made from that pottery class that I still have. A lot of them, when we make moves, sometimes it's easy to say, oh, we don't need this anymore. But that reminds me of, of the scripture reading for today. Jeremiah, God called Jeremiah to go to the potter's house. And remember, Jeremiah was called to speak truth to power. He was called to tell Jerusalem, now is the time to repent that it was time to change. They have gone too far. They were following false idols. They were living lives that were not worthy of God. So Jeremiah went through all of Judea and, and Israel proclaiming this, and he did it quite well. And then God called him in verse 18, chapter 18, to come to the potter's house. And so he goes to this potter's house, and he learns a couple lessons from I think the biggest lesson that we can learn from this is that God can renew us, restore us, and reclaim us. That sometimes we have to, to be broken down and, and, and put back to a lump of clay to be remade new into the person that God is calling us to be. Our book this week in, in, in Fail, uh, Matt Miosky said he visited a potter and he said there were two lessons that he learned from the potter. The first is that no matter how good the potter there will always be mess up, there will be more mess ups than the than success. And I was thinking about that and thinking of my friend George and, and knowing how many pots that George have to throw before he would get the chalice just right. 
he would never, hardly ever make one chalice and be like, that's it. He'd have to do two or three and, and wait to see how they would take. Because sometimes you could have the perfect piece of clay, and until it's fired and, and, and finished, it could crack and explode. I've actually seen them explode. And so we're never finished until we're finished. Sometimes we have to be remade and renewed. But the first lesson that we learn from a potter is that no matter how good the potter, there's always going to be mess-ups and success. We are not defined by our mistakes. We are not defined by those things that we screw up on. Only if we allow it to be, do we become defined by them. I've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. You're not defined by them. Our author this week, Matt Miosky, he noted that we can choose to let our mistakes define us and bring us down or to catapult us to something better. Mistakes can help us become the people God wants us to be. See, it's in our mistakes that I think we grow. And it's not that we can't have growth when things are going well, we're not making mistakes. But I think when we make a mistake, if we're willing to do it right, we sit back and look at it and ask ourselves, what are we doing wrong? I think when we have those problems of faith, when we struggle with our faith, we take a step back and look at ourselves and ask ourselves what we're doing wrong. That's what God was asking the people of Israel. He was saying, change your minds, change your focus. You're doing it wrong. Come and follow me. And if you do, I'll take care of you. If you don't, then you don't want to see the plans I have for you. And I think that that's key here. Is that our mistakes don't define us. But if we allow God into our hearts and we allow God into our lives, God will renew us and restore us despite our mistakes. The second lesson that Matt learned from the potter is that if a pot is bad, it's easier to take it all the way down to the lump and start again rather than trying to tweak it or fix it. Do you remember when you were a kid and you made a mistake and you tried to cover it up? And what usually happened? It made it worse. When I was a kid, we had this like place that we played with our leaves. It was like kind of like, we called it the pool. And one time, I don't know how it happened, but the pool caught on fire. You know, we have a whole bunch of leaves, and you play with fire, things happen, and we caught, we caught the, the thing on fire. Luckily, we put it out before mom and dad ever realized what was happening and before it got really big. But dad came in the backyard one day, and he said, what happened here? Well, I don't know, because we tried to cover it up, but the fence had charred leaves all over it. He said, did you start a fire? Well, I didn't start a fire. Maybe it was my friend across the street because he was the pyro. Well, who started the fire? I don't know who started the fire, Dad, but there was a fire. Well, why didn't you tell me? I don't know. I got in more trouble because I didn't, wasn't honest with the mistake than had I just said, yeah, we started a fire and accepted my consequences then. God used the potter's house to, uh, uh, for a moment for Jeremiah to remind him that the worst thing is not the last thing. And that God can take all things and make them new. But before the newness can happen, sometimes we have to be reduced to a lump of clay. Now Matt Miosky said, there's nothing, no mistake, no consequence, no tragedy that God can fashion, that God can fashion into something new, something useful, something beautiful. No one and nothing has ever gone too far. And that includes us. I think we have to remain focused. I think sometimes when we 
lose our faith, we lose our focus. I think sometimes we, we find ourselves like Israel and we're, we're not paying attention to God and how God is at work in this world and, and how God can do amazing things despite us. And how God can make all things new, even broken things, even things that didn't go as planned, God can make new and can make better. There are things in our life that are broken that we need God to reshape us, restore us, renew us. And all we have to do, all God reminds us to do today in Jeremiah is to go to Him. And God will renew you and restore you. And that's all we have to do. And God will use us to do great things. If you don't don't believe me that God won't use those ordinary people, look at the disciples Look who God called into ministry with Jesus. They weren't the best of the best. They weren't the most qualified. They probably screwed up along the way. They were fishermen. They were people that had no status in society. They were tax collectors. They were sinners. They were saints. They were people that God called because they answered. God is calling us. Are you willing to open yourself up? And allow God to work in your life. Because when you do, great things will happen. So sometimes we do need that restart. Sometimes we do need a do-over. And what's great about our God, our loving and caring God, is that we have that do-over built in through the act of forgiveness. And all we have to do is go to God and say, God, I've screwed up. And I want to reboot. I want to restart my life in a way that I can center and focus it upon you. And the way that a good reboot happens is that we look at those things that, that, that made our cracks in our pots and try not to do them again. So this week, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this week to pay attention to how God is calling you to reshape you and to renew you and to restore you. Be open to those do-overs because, you know, sometimes we need them. Sometimes we need to restart. Sometimes I'm sure there's some mornings where you would love to say, God, I need to do over today. I didn't do as well. And God will be right there with you, loving you and caring for you. Be open and willing to restart. Because those restarts are healthy. They're they're really healthy when we go to God and say, God, I need you to mold me, to make me, and to renew me. And when we do that, God enters into our lives and we're made whole again. Will you pray with me? We hope you've enjoyed listening today online and we'd love for you to come and join us at 10 a.m. Sunday morning or 6.30 p.m. Sunday night. You can find out more about us by going online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.